And you might think that uh, whether to open or close restaurants in a country, in a city or in a state would be a question just of virology and epidemiology. But in reality, we see that um, this is a matter of how strong workers are in comparison to their bosses as much as it is of science. Like, for example, in New York, um, uh, the opening of restaurants, including indoor dining, uh, continued through uh, the month of September of last year, despite the fact that cases were steadily climbing. So we see that the move to reopen it, reopen in the service of uh, capital is uh, moving at a ry rhythm completely uh, uh, as opposed to science. Like even our governor Cuomo, who even though cases are rising to record levels every day, we're still assured that he's doing a great job. Um, he uh, represents a certain uh, type of capitalist politician that loves to talk about uh, fulfilling the, uh, following the advice of scientists in general, but in reality, we see that he's moving much more according to the business cycle than to the demands of science, right? And at the same time that we see this, we see the, the continuation of attacks among, uh, the, uh, against the most uh, vulnerable in our sector, including uh, undocumented uh, workers, right? I think uh, one thing is we get restaurant workers throughout New York City. Uh, and in a recent article, we highlighted two stories shared with us by New York City restaurant workers. The first was from a busser in Queens who uh, re relayed uh, her experience uh, contracting COVID, uh, notifying the boss, uh, and um, the restaurant didn't close down. None of the coworkers were tested, quarantined, or notified. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first case. Uh, then a line cook from South Brooklyn sent us around the same time uh, an incident at his restaurant in which uh, a person worked for two days at the restaurant while positive and the restaurant closed down for two weeks, without any help for the workers there. Uh, and so these are two uh, examples of why the debate shouldn't be around, should we close or should we open, which uh, it should be a question of science, uh, but it has to do with who has power in the situation uh, because the choice should not be closed without any uh, means of uh, meeting one's daily needs or stay open and risk uh, disease or death, uh, that the fact that uh, those are the choices uh, is a direct consequence of the atomized, as you said, unorganized nature of the restaurant sector. Right. Para los que hablan español, estábamos hablando sobre como la manera en que se trata con el COVID en el trabajo, especialmente en nuestro sector donde los trabajadores no tienen poder. Uh, es tanto asunto de la fuerza de los trabajadores uh, que uh, de ciencia y de vi virología. Uh, tuvimos uh, dos letras uh, hace poco que publicamos. Uno, en un caso, una trabajadora contrató COVID, el restaurante no cerró y todos tenían que seguir trabajando. Y así vemos que la salud de los trabajadores está, está afectada por las necesidades del capital. Y en el segundo caso tuvimos un restaurante uh, donde cerraron por dos semanas por un uh, caso de COVID, pero que eh, esencialmente tiraron a los trabajadores a la calle sin manera de apoyarse, sin ingresos, eh, sin nada. Así que la cuestión no es abrir o cerrar, 
sino uh, si vamos a tener la fuerza para determinar las condiciones de nuestros trabajadores, de nuestro trabajo y asegurar que uh, si tenemos que cerrar, uh, tengamos ingresos pagados por uh, nuestros jefes, por la industria. Jesús, ¿tiene algo para comentar? Sí, bueno, en este caso yo creo que uno, la mayoría de los que trabajamos, pues trabajamos por necesidad. Entonces, es un riesgo trabajar de esa forma, porque igual, aparte del frío que hace, ¿verdad? Y pues estamos afuera y estamos expuestos a... Porque como quiere, la gente llega con su mascarilla, pero cuando están comiendo se le quitan. Y entonces, pues, igual uno, yo, uno no se quita la mascarilla, pero también es un riesgo, no saben en qué momento uno puede tener un descuido ¿verdad? y pues por lo, hasta ahora por los momentos pues nadie se ha contagiado, pero si todos corremos un riesgo que pues al final necesitamos trabajar porque imagínate no tenemos ningún tipo de ayuda por otro lado, entonces como quieres un riesgo pero te quede. desafortunadamente tenemos que correrlo work comes with a lot of risks right now, as you can imagine, um, that uh, uh, you have to work outside now, uh, which means that you're also exposed to the cold in addition to the possibility of um, getting COVID. Uh, customers wait, may wear their masks, but they will take them off when they're eating, obviously. And uh, you can keep your own mask on, but that's not necessarily a guarantee that you won't be exposed. And um, the reason that people have to be driven to work to work under these conditions is because Um, they're not strong enough to demand uh, that things be otherwise. Really, that uh, one's trapped between the, cho the impossible choices of uh, risking one's life due to COVID or risking eviction and starvation. Uh, those are not choices that we will accept. Absolutely. Again, once again, speaking of, uh, again, the basic human dignity uh, put in those terms, uh, which are, are simple, but... Uh, Sound. Uh, again, I'd like to uh, uh, reintroduce everyone. There was Diego, Jesus, and Eric uh, with Restaurant Workers Council of New York City. I'm John Andertrek. Uh, we spoke about the, the tip system, uh, the archaic nature of it, uh, uh, historic uh, anecdotes about it uh, going uh, hundreds, well, almost, gosh, going on, uh, going back into the eight, uh, mid 1800s and the problems with it. Uh, And uh, again, exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, I'm John Andertrek. It's This is going to be for Labor Lines, the podcast, Labor Lines, the radio show on KRFP. Uh, and okay. now we're talking about the, the ramifications of shutdown or not shutdown. Well, uh, it, it basing it simply on, uh, on uh, without taking into consideration the needs of the worker. Right. Then the question is, uh, do we become strong enough to be able to dictate our needs? There you go. We need to be able to dictate that we work under safe conditions when it is safe to work and that uh, we have our expenses paid for when it's not safe to work. Because right now, many of us work not enough to be comfortable and to pay all of our bills comfortably, but we also uh, work enough to uh, risk exposure. So we get neither sometimes. We get neither safety or you know, the, the, the chance of, of genuinely paying all of our bills and staying afloat. Uh, one thing that, that's uh, also interesting and that uh, workers need to be able to think about and analyze is the, uh, the end of the Trump era and the beginning of a new era and the way that uh, 
restaurant workers and especially those who are taking up the project of forming the union need to be able to articulate, to think about and to be able to plan next steps. Go ahead. Right, so um, right. as we know, uh, like the, the, despite Trump's uh, nominally populist rhetoric, uh, uh, the Trump era did represent a completely consistent attack on the interests of workers. Uh, a lot of this uh, goes through the uh, NLRA, which made it harder to form a bargaining unit of your choice, uh, classified millions of workers as, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of workers as independent contractors not covered by the NLRA. NLRB. Unions in a number of ways. What's that, Eric? Sorry, NLRB. National, yeah, let's put this in for people that won't get this National Labor Relations Board. Um, uh, and then go ahead, uh, Diego right. and Eric, yeah. Excuse me, I, I confused NLRA, the National Labor Relations Act with the board that enforces it. I, I switched the two, excuse me, a bit of a spoonerism. Uh, they made it uh, harder to uh, organize workers uh, and um, they made it possible to actually change collective, uh, for bosses to unilaterally change uh, collective bargaining agreements. And though uh, we, we feel that uh, the, the Biden administration could hardly be, it, it be hard to imagine it being worse than the Trump predecessor, we don't uh, think that we should count on Biden solving our problems for us. Uh, we've talked previously about Biden's uh, less than desirable uh, record. And we uh, mentioned earlier how, at least when it comes to the attack on workers that comes in the form of tip sharing, that the Biden uh, faction of the Democratic Party and the Trumpians actually converged pretty well uh, on this um, uh, point led by uh, worker centers like RSU United and one supposedly fair wage, uh, which are aligned with the Democratic Party, as we spoke about before. Uh, we think that at the beginning of this uh, uh, new administration, we have to take advantage of every reform that we can wield in our interest, but also be um, clear not to uh, compromise our independence as workers. Absolutely. I guess, you know, one could uh, perhaps look at it as uh, uh, the new administration will be uh, uh, a better fall, if you will, than what we faced before. Uh, but again, it's uh, it's going to be in the workers' hands, going to be in labor's hands uh, uh, to push it forward. Uh, or it's it, it, in our political system as it stands now, uh, it's just going to fall prey to uh, uh, the other interests, if you will. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. I was just going to add that uh, Biden's nominee for Labor Secretary, Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, uh, is uh, some ways emblematic of what we can expect. Uh, he began as a worker for uh, Labor's Union Local 223. Became president of the union. He was a Massachusetts state representative. Then he, he headed the Building and Construction Trades Council, which was this umbrella organization of 20 local unions before becoming mayor. Uh, and because he had this strong union background, uh, when he was elected mayor in 2014, a lot of Boston business leaders were quite uh, worried uh, at, at that point. Uh, but now they support him strongly. And he's seen as a consensus candidate between capital and labor um, which has been expressed in various concrete policy decisions. Uh, he's made it easier for Boston area companies to get projects approved. He, he vacillated on charter schools. He did uh, little or nothing to help with affordable housing. 
Uh, so the Boston Globe actually described him as a business-friendly mayor on balance. Uh, and I think this is what we can expect uh, from the Biden administration. Right. So we can expect a lot of symbolic concessions. But uh, in terms of concrete policy, I think we're very much on our own there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, whenever I mean, there'll be uh, improvements. I, I like the way John put it. Yeah. As, as less of a fall. Right. Right. Well, and once again, right, historically, um, um, you, you know, the landscape in front of us is what it is, uh, uh, but it has to be in the workers' hands. I mean, that, that's a historic lesson. It's it, Ultimately, it, it's up to us uh, for better or for worse. Right. Right. Para los que hablan español, estamos diciendo que uh, aunque estamos empezando uh, una nueva administración, administración pronto y un nuevo presidente que apenas puede ser peor en términos de, de su relación con los trabajadores que uh, Trump, uh, no deberíamos esperar que va a poder resolver nuestros problemas. Por ejemplo, eh, eh, vemos que, eh, uh, por ejemplo, el uh, <coughs> candidato para secretario de trabajo, el alcalde de Boston, Marty Walsh, Uh, tiene una historia prosindical, fue presidente de un sindicato, empezó de construcción, empezó como uh, obrero, uh, fue president, uh, presidente de uh, una organización de 20 locales de sindicatos de construcción en Massachusetts, pero uh, cuando se hizo alcalde, uh, rápidamente uh, tuvo, uh, adquirió una reputación de ser un uh, alcalde pro negocio. Y esto está expresado en términos de uh, uh, su política concreta que tiene que ver con hacerlo más fácil que los, uh, uh, las empresas de construcción uh, sacan uh, permites. Uh, también hizo casi nada para mejorar la situación de uh, viviendas uh, más baratas para los trabajadores en una ciudad que se está haciendo rápidamente uh, muy cara para vivir. Uh, esto es emblemático de la situación que vamos a tener en la próxima administración, que uh, va a ser, uh, como se ve, concesiones uh, uh, simbólicas más que nada. Y que últimamente, como dijo John, al final uh, todo está en las manos de los trabajadores. Uh, si tiene algo para añadir, dígalo. I think that uh, it is it is particularly important that uh, we may get uh, carried away in, in, in terms of um, uh, like like we said before, we need to be able to understand as workers, we need to be able to understand the movement of politics, we need to understand economy and political economy and all of those things. And we need to not be carried away by the fact that the new Secretary of Labor will have been uh, a union president and uh, focus on um, the, the situation concretely to remember that it's in our own hands. We do always. Absolutely, and 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 right, you say, and and look beyond the sim symbolic and uh, uh, the the headlines, and uh, look at the concrete. Uh, we know what problems face us. Uh, as an example, I mean, uh, uh, the news now is that there's going to be a vote in Alabama, of all places, uh, at Amazon fulfillment center, six thousand plus workers, but under the current system. Even uh, organizing a workplace uh, does not force the 
company to negotiate in good faith or bad faith. They could, they could just write it out. And, and I've seen too many times where uh, uh, workplaces vote to decertify because after two, three, four years of not getting anywhere, uh, the workers are demoralized. Right. That can happen. Yeah. Right. In addition, we also seen that the Trump, the, the Trump NLRB tried to make it illegal to talk about unionization at work. You can actually be punished for that now. Uh, that's no longer a concerted activity. And uh, the, the, the Alabama vote is something interesting that you mentioned because um, uh, there's, there's a question of being able to define your own bargaining unit in the sense that uh, Amazon argued to include a much larger bargaining unit, uh, hoping that um, these workers had not been in contact with union organizers and that they would be able to dilute the pro-union contingent in that new facility. And so uh, that's a particular case where, where uh, we see how these... Um, uh, recent legal decisions, these, uh, these, uh, uh, these consequences of politics are, are really felt in day-to-day in -day organizing as well. Well, okay, I'll throw this in. Um, it, it, it was exemplary, the good work you folks are doing, uh, you still have to go out and make a living. Yeah, still have to have a life. You still have to eat, you have to sleep. But Amazon, I mean, you know, that's a 24 seven, you know, preventing the unionization of workforce of their of their workplace, that's a twenty four seven operation. I mean, that's I mean, that's a full you know full you know you know Walmart really kind of set a standard decades ago, you know floor after floor of, of union busting uh, operations. So uh, it is uphill, but you know, like you say, we you know there, uh, we we uh, can't despair. You could be realistic, you could be pessimistic at times, um, but uh, the despair is the enemy, isn't it? Right. I think there's, there, there's reason to be optimistic and to think that um, the workers taking up their own interests and in really transforming society for the benefit of those that work for a living, that work for wages, is an inevitability, in my opinion. And I, I think that, that that's something that we need to be carried to think of, that wherever there's oppression, exploitation, there will be resistance and that that is the future. I think workers really do carry the future with them in that way. Very good. Uh, just to, to wrap up uh, as far as uh, where we are now, um, so we talked about the past year and some uh, points that we came to as a leading body. Uh, this has been our first step, which is to organize a leading body that can determine our general tactics and program. Our next step, uh, which we hope to uh, formally establish uh, on, on May, uh, sorry, March 10th, uh, we're going to have a general assembly that will establish a general body that can uh, gather restaurant workers uh, throughout the city. Uh, and so then we will, uh, at that meeting, uh, formally found the organization with a general body, with a constitution that means rules and a program. And then the step after that will be to found the union and then the step after that will be to concentrate the force of hundreds of workers against shops one by one uh, in order to realize recognition of each bargaining unit uh, and actually begin organizing shops and negotiating contracts. So that is how we see uh, the next steps. So uh, right now we've established a leading body. The next is to establish the general body to found the organization, then to found the union and then to organize shops. Right. Eh, para los que hablan español, estamos uh, 
hemos estado discutiendo unas posiciones que eh, como uh, pequeño grupo organizador eh, hemos tomado uh, durante el último año, establecer este grupo, comi uh, comité uh, or organizador ha sido uh, la primera uh, etapa, uh, la segunda uh, será formar un cuerpo general uh, que vamos a hacer en una reunión, uh, una asamblea general el 10 de marzo, donde se va a establecer uh, el cuerpo general formalmente con una constitución, que quiere decir con reglas y un programa. Después de eso, el tercer paso será establecer el sindicato legalmente, después de cual vamos a empezar a concentrar la fuerza de cientos y de miles de trabajadores de restaurante contra locales individuos para establecer el sindicato y ponerlo en órbita. Uh, y eso es uh, nuestro plan. Estamos listos uh, para pasar al segundo paso y les invitamos a los que están uh, en la ciudad o cerca, los que están interesados para participar. ¿Anything add, gentlemen? Do you have any further comments or questions, John? Oh, no, I, the, the, my comment is thanks once again for your time today. Uh, uh, I, I don't have anything but uh, praise to say for your work there. Uh, well, I guess one comment, Eric, as he spoke about your, your next steps, uh, what's obvious to anyone listening is the commitment to uh, a democratic union and that you're, you're, you, from your, your first steps forward is to form a, 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 a member, a worker-centered uh, organization uh, from the ground up, and I, I th that's very noteworthy. And to me, the only uh, uh, long-term, long-term effort uh, with any with the best hopes, not any hope, with the best hopes, uh, without criticizing others. I just say, to me personally, I think that's ultimately the the best chance for a sustainable uh, worker movement. And with that, again, thank you for your time, Eric. Jesus. And Diego, Restaurant Workers Council of New York City, uh, be safe. Um, it's going to be an interesting ride, 2021, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And uh, as always, for the kind words, uh, we'll be uh, very much in touch. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks again. So we'll leave thank them. You. All right, John. Yep. Thank you, Eric. I'll take you go, actually. All right. Uh, would you want to come on March 10th? to uh, uh, come uh, address the General Assembly. And who said to? About the work you're doing. Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'd be honored if I could work that together. I would be honored. Yes, so yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we can uh, in touch to work out the details. But yeah, we'd okay. be really uh, interested to hear and, and what's going on, just to speak to the group. Let everyone know that uh, we're not alone in the city in this effort, you know. No, absolutely no. I always have a voice here. But if that if that could work out, I, that'd be that'd be one of the biggest honors of of, of my life. So thank you. Uh, we we appreciate it. Thank you very much, John. Uh, okay. Thank bye -bye. you so much. Yo, All absolutely. right. Bye bye. Thank uh, you. Yep. Bye bye. Where have you been, my blue-eyed son? Where have you been, 
darling young one I've stumbled on the side of twelve misty mountains I've walked and I've crawled over six crooked highways I've stepped in the middle of seven side forests I've been out in front of a dozen dead oceans I've been ten thousand miles in the mouth of the graveyard And it's a heart It's a heart And it's a heart It's a heart It's a heart Me Gonna fall What did you see, my blue-eyed son? Tell me, what did you see, my darling young one? I saw a newborn baby with wild wolves all around it. Saw a highway of diamonds with nobody on it. I saw a black branch with blood that kept dripping. Saw a room full of men with their hammers bleeding. I saw a white ladder all covered with water. Saw ten thousand talkers whose tongues were all broken. I saw guns and sharp swords in the hands of young children. And it's hard, it's hard, and it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, rain. Gonna fall. What did you hear, my blue eyed son? you hear, my darling young one? I heard the sound of a thunder, it roared out a warning. I heard the roar of a wave that could drown the whole world. I heard 100 drummers whose hands were blazing. I heard 10,000 whispering and nobody listening. I heard one person starve, I heard many people laughing. I heard the song of a poet who died in the gutter.
executioner's face is always well hidden Where black is the color, where none is the number Where hunger is ugly, where souls are forgotten And I'll tell it and I'll think it and I'll speak it and breathe it And reflect it from the mountains so all souls can see it And then I'll stand on the ocean until I start sinking But I'll know my song well before I start singing And it's hard, it's hard Nas Mitchell, Nas Mitchell covering Dylan's A Hard Rain, and before that, the last part, Clunky, I know, of a 130-some minute session with Eric, Diego, and Jesus, Restaurant Worker Council out of New York City. You can find the whole play, the whole session at Anchor FM, Labor Lines, the podcast on Anchor, Anchor FM, excuse me. The show is Labor Lines, the podcast Labor Lines. I'm John Andercheck, and the station, the great station, is KRFP 90.3 on the FM, krfp.org, where you can find out how you, too, can support this great community-supported, community-supporting radio station. 30 minutes left into this two-hour program that I'm recording for February 2, 2021, from my home on the 22nd of January, and there we go. If you'd like to get hold of me, LaborLineJohn at Yahoo.com or Twitter at LaborLineJohn. Thank you now. Speed all ahead when I lift my home By the grace of a girl I was not alone No one ever knew my father's name I had bad directions but I found my way now, ain't I lucky? Well, yes, you are. Got a wreck like me, even get this far. One more chance is all I need. I got a lucky charm and elbow grease. I said, Lord, help me find where I belong. I broke my back trying to find that song Threw a street right just to keep some pride I gave a middle finger to the hurt inside Now, ain't I lucky? Well, yes, you are Had a wreck like me even get this far one more chance is all I need I got a lucky charm in elbow grease 
find myself down on my knees with ashes in my hands I learn sometimes the love you find will leave you scarred and burned Boots are open, but they're broken in And I'm worn out yet, they're just a little thin So darling, meet me at the back porch light We'll chase each other's ghosts back into that night Ain't I lucky? Well, yes, you are. Out of wreck like me, even get this far. One more chance is all I need. I got a lucky charm and elbow grease. Ain't I lucky? Well, yes, you are. Out of wreck like me, even get this far. One more chance is all I need. I got a Lucky John Elbow Grease My hometown. The mind. 
I was making more money than I could spend 
making 20 bucks an hour, I ain't counting for them. And I was staying up for days without rest. And I never busted one single round on this desk, cause I'm working myself to death. I'm a working myself to death. I'm working days without rest. As a young man seeing many different towns Yeah, always had me a party hanging around Making lots of money, life was so easy for me to cope And Joe taught me how to cook my own Started feeling just like ten Taking more and more candy to make me spin Getting deep dark circles round my eyes And I was losing the grip on my life And I was working myself dead I was working myself dead Working days without rest I was working myself to death Man, I just turned 25 last week And I'm a running on a three-day tweet Got the truck loaded up and I'm on the move Gotta catch a shutdown just north of Baton Rouge Man, I just crossed that Louisiana line And I'm crashing down from my high Yeah, both my eyes are getting very heavy And it's hard to hold this old Chevy steady And I swerved across the broken white line I swerved head on into a semi I hope it don't work in 7-12 Play one off of uh, Bottles and Bibles This is the first track on it It's called Hard Times Shopping a crib for the kid I heard some word There was work up in Hindman I'm going tomorrow And hope that there is My 
with Steve Winwood's Can't Find My Way Home, playing that on labor lines, perhaps for the migrant worker, perhaps for the sense of the organizer out there, like in the Grapes of Wrath, or perhaps because, in my opinion, you can't listen to too much Bonnie Raitt. Before that, Tyler Tyler's Hard Times, the shutdown song, 712s. I imagine a lot of you don't understand what that means. Uh, you can contact me at laborlinejohn at yahoo.com if you'd like to find out. And before that, Heath Sanders, Bloodlines, Rod Picot, excuse me, Bruce Springsteen, hometown, my hometown. The good jobs are going. And they never came back. Rod Picot, elbow grease. And let's see, going back there, maybe I didn't say it. That was Anas Mitchell covering Dylan's Hard Rain. Again, Labor Lines is the show. John Anertrek is my name. KRFP is the great community-supported community supporting station right here in Moscow, Idaho. Show is for broadcast on 222021. Sounds like some kind of phone number. Okay, folks, uh, going to go out again with Warren Zevon. Don't let us get sick. Thank you so much.
the sky was on fire when I walked to the mill to take up the slack in the line. I thought of my friends and the troubles they've had to keep me from thinking of mine. Don't let us get sick, don't let us get old, don't let us get stupid, all right. Just make us be brave, make us play nice, let us be together tonight. The moon has a face and it smiles on the lake causes the ripples in time lucky to be here with someone i like who maketh my spirit to shine don't let us get sick don't let us get old don't let us get stupid all right just make us be brave Make us play nice Let us be together tonight Don't let us get sick Don't let us get old Don't let us get stupid, alright Just make us be brave Make us play nice Let us be together tonight